2: It's Friday, May 19th. Do you know what day it is? It's Today in Sports Betting. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me at Doug underscore Reed three 34 on Twitter. Always welcome your DMs, thoughts, comments, feedback, questions you have for me, segments you'd like to see. If you could also go to your podca- podcast provider and rate and review the show, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Spotify, positive review would go to help me a lot. Lots of, lots of games on the slate on a Friday. Uh, one NBA and 15 full slate Major League Baseball and one Western Conference NHL playoff game. But before we get started, I just thought I'd give a little uh, tidbit of information. On this day in sports history, in 1974, the Philadelphia Flyers beat the Boston Bruins to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, A year prior, on this day in 1973, Secretariat won the Preakness Stakes. Secretariat would go on to win the Triple Crown that year. And on this day in 2011... Colorado Rockies first baseman Jason Giambi hit three home runs in a 7-1 victory over Philly at Citizens Bank Ballpark. That feat made him the 40, sorry, made him the second oldest player to hit three home runs in a game uh, at 40. Stan Musial had achieved the feat in 1962 when he Uh, at the age of 41 when he hit three home runs in a game. So a little bit of useless sports information. But if you're listening to this show, if you're sports better, who doesn't like useless information? So just thought I would throw that out there. Let's get to the games. We have in the NBA uh, one game on tap. The Eastern Conference Finals is still in Boston. Miami is up 1-0 after their win in the first game. Total here, uh, the, the number here is Boston minus nine, 215 and a half is the total. When I look at the uh, num- the money coming in, it's actually surprising to me that money is still coming in a Boston, even at that number. Um, sorry, money was coming in Boston. Right now I see about uh, 75% of the bets on the heat and 68% of the handle, So the lean is definitely towards the heat. Open at minus nine has pretty much stayed there and I'd be on the heat as well. Uh, I think Boston wins like the rebound and tie this, but the win by nine uh, after, after that uh, that first game where they didn't look all that good. And maybe even the heat looked uh, better actually, but not better, but better than what people expected. So I think the Salty's win by six, seven a little tough to get tough to lay nine points in this. Uh, 2.14 and a half the game opened at. It's now at 2.15 and a half. Most of the money is on the under here as well. Uh, I see 83% of the bets and 80% 87% of the money. So huge, huge lean by the public. Huge lean by the um, respected number, respected bettors to the under on this as well. And I would probably lean. I'm not really sure where I would go. The first game went through the over. Uh, I would stay away in in the in total, but I would lean towards the heat at uh, plus nine and this coming off tonight's game in which Denver took a two nothing series lead Denver won 108 103 and they came in open I think minus five and a half got up to about six dropped down to minus five and a half five and a half either way if you, if you got those numbers uh, you were out because uh, Lakers cover that losing by five total was 225 and a half which was um, well over the final number. At 211, so if you're on the under, you definitely won that. Uh, I, I actually, I was leaning towards the Lakers, so would have covered that. Didn't play the game, and I was leaning towards the over, so would have lost that. So kind of, kind of would have split there. Uh, not really ahead or behind. So we will move to the diamond where there's a full slate of games for tomorrow. We start at 6:35 at East Arizona is in Pittsburgh to play the struggling Pirates. You can get the diamondbacks at minus 170 in the money line. The home pirates at plus 145. Total here is 7.5, juice to the under and minus 115. So obviously money's coming in on the under. Zach Gallon, Arizona State. I actually think Zach Gallon has a good chance at the NL Cy Young. He's just been fantastic this year. Uh 57 to third inks, 2.35 ERA, 0.85 whip, just eight walks, 70 strikeouts. And I think he had one bad game to start. Last game, he didn't pitch great. Uh, he pitched well, but not great. Other than that, he's just been dominant. He's going against the Pirates. The Pirates are really struggling uh, after their great start in April. They have their young prospect, the young righty Johan Oviedo, uh, who comes in 2-3 and three in the year, 42 innings pitched, 5.14 ERA, sorry, 5.14 ERA, 1.64 whip, 20 walks, 36 strikeouts. This guy is a decent prospect, but he's really been struggling. And I like the D-backs a lot here. Minus 170, too much for me. Maybe you want to play a half unit on that. I think it's a decent play, but too much for me. So instead I pivoted to the run line, and you can get that right now at plus 100. I get it at plus 110 uh, earlier in the day in score bet. So shop around if you can get – you know what? I would, take the, I would take the D-backs run line, anything up to minus 110. So if you can get a minus 110 or better, uh, I would jump on that. I just think uh, – Gallon has the ability to shut down anybody. He's going to shut down the Pirates because they're struggling. Oviedo uh, is also struggling. And the D-backs haven't been hitting great lately, but um, I think they'll be able to get to him and get to him for a couple runs. When I look at where the number's coming in too, uh, on this number, on the run line, I see 62% of the bets and 88% of the money. Uh, So clearly the big money is leaning leaning towards uh, the run line here as well. Next game, 640 in the East, New York Yankees earn Cincinnati to start a series with the Reds. You can get the road Yanks at minus 165 or the home Reds at plus 140 on the money line total. Here's uh, 10 and a half, juice to the under at minus 115. So obviously some money's coming in on the under. Uh, for the Yankees, Clark Schmidt, the righty starts, 40 innings, 6.38, 6.30 ERA, 1.65 whip certainly not living up to the expectations the Yanks had for him, but uh, they need starters. So he's going to keep up getting out there. 14 walks, 48 strikeouts. Ben Lively, uh, the righty has just been called up recently for the Reds. Just pitched five and a third innings, 1.690 area, 0.94 with no walks and two strikeouts. Too hard to get a read on that. Um, those numbers. Uh, he's, he is basically filling in and I like the Yankees here. I like him a lot. Uh, I'm looking at the run line at, even money, plus 100, uh, because I can't, I I don't want to lay 165. Um, In Cincinnati, Great American Ballpark, very much a hitter's park. It's not as bad as Colorado, but anything can happen there. So uh, I don't like Schmidt a whole lot as a Yankee starter, and Ben Lively, I think, can give up some runs, but you never know. Uh, In Cincinnati, stranger things have happened. So I would lean towards the Yankees and I would lean towards their run line. Right now I'm seeing about 76% of the bets and 96% of the money. So almost all the money's coming, all the money coming in the run line is coming towards the Yankees. Um, but not a huge signal for me on that. So games is excuse me, games to stay away for me. Next game, 705 nice East, we have the Chicago Cubs in Philly to face the Phillies, obviously. Uh, the home Phillies minus 125 on the run on the money line. The Cubs plus 105. And this is – sorry, lost the game there. You can get Marcus Stroman, the ready on the bump for Chicago. 50 innings, 3.24 ERA, 1.18 whip, 19 walks, 47 strikeouts. Rancho Suarez on the hill for Phil, for the Phillies. Just four innings, 6.75 ERA, two whip, 2.00 whip, uh, irrelevant. Um, he had a good year two years ago, a decent year last year. I don't, uh, I like the Phillies here. I'm not, I'm not a huge backer of Stroman. I know he's pitched all right, but I'm not a huge backer of him. Um,
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: So I would lean to, to the home Phillies, <clears throat> pardon me, at minus 125. You can get the Road Cubs at plus 105. Phillies 8.5. Juice to the over at minus 120. So obviously money coming in on the over. Been, uh, the Philly Bats have been doing well lately, especially since Bryce Harper returned to Cassiano, having a great year. And I think they can get to Stroman for three, four, maybe five runs. The question is, can the Cubbies get to Suarez? They are not quite league average, a little worse than league average, but decent against left-handed pitching. Uh, so they should be able to get to him for a couple runs. Uh, the game's kind of a stay away for me, but I think if anything, I would lean towards the Phillies. I was looking at the Phillies in the run line. It's now up to plus 160. It was about plus 145 when I was looking at it earlier in the day. So... Um, Maybe some value there because I think the way the Phillies are hitting, they can get the Stroman, They could put up a lot of runs here. Um, but if anything, I would lean towards a money line. The Phillies at minus 125. Can take a quick break. Um, we get back, finish out this big MLB card and quickly hit the ice. Next game on the diamond, 7-5 in the East, the Detroit Tigers travel to Washington. You can get the road Tigers as the favorite at minus 115, which surprises me. The home Nats at minus 105. Totally there is nine, juice to the under at minus 115. So money is clearly coming in on the under. And why it surprises me is Detroit throws Matthew Boyd. Uh, the lefty, 32 innings, 6.47 ERA, 1.56 whip, has not had a good year. 15 walks, 29 strikeouts. And Jake Irvin uh, tows the to rubber for Washington, 15 to 30 innings, 4.11 ERA, 1.3 whip, 8 walks, 14 strikeouts. Can't really get a good feel for this guy. A bit of a career minor year Coming up, uh, had a good couple starts. But why I like Washington here, and I'm actually on the Washington money line. Um down to minus 105, I got an alert today at DK at plus 100. I would take them anything um, above, minus 110 or uh, uh, above, to be honest with you. And the reason is Washington hits lefties really well. They're in the top 10 in batting average, on base, and slugging percentage against lefties. And I'm also seeing, as I pull up the current numbers, I'm also seeing most of the money uh, on the Nats – well, you look at that's run line. i That's that's the plus 105. Uh, I'm seeing about 48% of the bets on Washington's uh, money line, but 65% of the money coming in. That's actually down a little earlier today. It was much It was much skewed. It was skewed much more, but I think that's because the numbers come down. I got it at plus 100. Like like I said, right now it's about minus 105. Uh, if anything, shop around, try and get an even plus 100. Uh, but I would play it to minus 110. Detroit has woken up. People think they've woken up a little, but they haven't really been facing great competition. Boyd has struggled against lefties. Everybody immediately thinks Washington is terrible, and they've struggled for sure this year. Uh, but they've done well against lefties, so I think they can get the Boyd for a couple runs. When I say a couple, I don't mean two. I mean, I mean a handful of runs. And Jake Irvin, I don't think he's going to shut Washington down by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but he has the ability to keep them in the game. And I think the Nats can get to the Tigers, so I am on the Nats uh, on the money line. As I said, plus 100. Play it anything down to um, minus 110. 707 in the East. We have an AL East division battle between the upstart Baltimore Orioles and Toronto Blue Jays. Games in Toronto. Jays are on the uh, Jays are minus 145 favorite. You can get the road Orioles plus 125. Total here is nine. Juice to the over at minus 120. So obviously money's coming in. Games in Toronto. Two good hitting teams, you would expect that. Uh, for Baltimore, we have Kyle Gibson on the hill, the righty 4.67 ERA, 1.40 whip, 16 walks, 36 strikeouts. For the Jays, you have lefty, uh, you say Kikuchi on the hill, 41 and two thirds innings, 3.89 ERA, 1.30 whip, just eight walks and 40 strikeouts. He's actually been doing quite well, uh, better than most expected, five and out to start the year as well. I'm kind of seeing the numbers split, money and the bets coming in. But I think I would lean towards the uh, to the Jays here, but at minus 145, don't think I can lay that. On the run line, they're plus 135. Maybe some value there because I think they can get to Gibson. Uh, but Flatty Guerrero, uh, he pinch hit today. Uh, he's been out with um, kind of I think it's a hamstring injury, a left knee injury. Um, but it's a good sign he pinch hit today. So hopefully he's back in the lineup tomorrow. Um, but I would also lean to the over. It is juiced to minus one twenty, so maybe shop around for that. Because it's probably going the other way on you. Up to nine and a half um by the morning. But I would shop around for that. If you can get it at nine, I would lean to the over at a reasonable price. And I would lean to the J's, but probably not a minus one forty five. 710 in the East, we have the Guardians in New York to play the Mets. The home Mets are minus 150 in the money line. The Road Guardians are plus 130. Total here is nine juice to be under minus one fifteen. So money's definitely coming in, in the under. That may move to minus eight and a half, or pardon me, uh to eight and a half. And if it does, I think I would hit the over. Uh for Cleveland, Cal Quantrose on the 45 and 30s, 3.97 area, 1.35 whip, 15 walks, 23 strikeouts. He's had a good couple of outings. Uh, but I'm not buying the I'm not buying the Cal Control story. However, he is going against the Mets Bass, which have been struggling lately. And Carlos Carrasco is on the L. 13 two thirds innings, 8.56 ERA, 1.61 whip, 8 walks and 8 strikeouts. Uh coming back from injury, hard to he was really struggling. Um the thing is here, I guess when I think this more through, money's coming in, in the under because Cleveland's not hitting anyone. Mets aren't hitting anyone. I'm not a fan of Quantrill. He's pitched well lately. And Carrasco is a question mark coming back. So I guess they figure two average pitchers, two below average offenses currently. You get to the under nine. So stay away from me. Mets are minus 150 in the money line. Uh, Cleveland plus 130. Probably some value of Cleveland at plus 130. Again, Carrasco is uh, coming back from injury, has struggled this year. Cleveland's not going to put up a lot, of, a lot of runs, but if Quantrill continues his hot streak and the Mets' bats continue to be cold, Colson plus 130 in the money line uh, isn't such a bad deal. I'm not on the game, but if I had to take a, uh, an angle, I would look there. When I look at the splits, they're fairly even on the money line. Um more money's coming in on the Mets, 66% of the money, but only 51% of the bets. That means larger bets. Larger money's coming in on the Guardians, uh, but not by a huge amount. 720 in these, We have Seattle in Atlanta to play the Braves. The home Braves, minus 140 in the money line. The road M's are plus 120. Total here is 8.5, just evenly both ways. For the Mariners, they have their young righty, Bryce Miller, who is um, – Three starts into his career, 19 innings, .47 ERA, .42 whip, a one-walk, 18 strikeouts. The kid has looked good, for sure. However, he's going against Atlanta, which uh, is never an easy team to beat. Bryce Elder, 46 and the third innings, 1.94 ERA, 1.12 whip, 14 walks, 39 strikeouts. He's had a really, really good start uh, to the season. Uh, I think most people, most pundits don't know that he's going to keep that going. Uh, but he's done well, and Seattle's bats are not doing all that well. So I can see why the Braves are minus 140 uh, favorites, and I can see why the M's, even behind Bryce Miller, plus 120. A young rookie going against the Braves, uh, not a good recipe for success. Total here is 8.5. I'm off that. The more I look at this, I like the Braves. Can lay minus 140 uh, when I look at the money, 80% of the bets on the money line, 80% of the bets and 85% of the money are coming in. One of the run line for the Braves at plus 145, that's a pretty decent price. Uh, 71% of the bets, 87% of the money. So the bigger money is coming in. Uh, most of the money is coming in on the run line and even some of the bigger money. Not there yet. I'm going to watch where this number goes, if if... Uh, on Friday, when I'm looking at this closer, close to game time, if it's 150 or plus, i probably jump on the Braves uh, run line. I mean, the Braves can hit anybody, and uh, if they're going to hit them, they're going to hit them fairly well. So, And, and, and Elder's been doing well, and, and Seattle's uh, batting order hasn't. So I could, uh, I could see him holding them in check and the Braves getting to Bryce Miller. Stay away from me, though. Although, you know what? Might be a strikeout prop in here. Atlanta strikes out a ton. I'm trying to see what the prop is. Uh, sort of just pulling it up on the fly here. Bryce Elder over five and a half strikeouts, plus 110. Uh, The only question is, how long is he going to go? And I don't know that they've been allowing him to go that long. When I pull up Elder's numbers here, um, I know this is great podcasting. You got to listen to me type of as I pull up his numbers. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how many, how many, um, how many pitches he's gone in each of his games so far. So he has. What are we looking at here? No, sorry, not Elder Bryce Miller. Wrong, wrong Bryce. How many times do you have a battle of Bryce's like that? Not very often. Um, Bryce Miller trying to pull up his game logs to see. I don't think he's probably going to be allowed to go long enough. Yeah, there we go. Sorry about that. So three starts. He's gone six innings and 81 pitches against Oakland. Six innings, 85 pitches against Houston. And seven innings, 82 pitches against Detroit. In those games, he had 10 strikeouts against Oakland five against Houston, and three against Detroit. So I don't really think, sorry, I said earlier five and a half. It's Bryce Miller's four and a half, uh, minus 120. Under four and a half is minus 110. Hmm. That's a tough one because I can't really see him going, even if he's pitching well, going beyond 85 pitches, which is probably going to get him through maybe six if he's pitching well. And yes, the Braves strike out a lot. Um, but he take you know, his first outing was 10 strikeouts. Since then, he's had five and he's had three. So, gonna stay away from there. If anything, I actually lean to the under. Uh, I think maybe the Braves can get to this guy and lean to the under four and a half. So, back to the board. Interesting game. Not sure I'm on it yet. I might be on the Braves uh, if they can get the plus 150 in the run line. 805 in the East in Texas. And this is a game that I can't really figure out. Uh, Colorado's in Texas to play the Rangers. The Rangers are minus 210 on the money line, plus 180. You uh, can Colorado for total here is nine, juice to the over minus 115. So obviously they expect runs to be scored. And what I can't figure out is the run line here, which is what I'm on actually. I, I grab Texas run line. Uh, so they have to win by minus one now. They have to win by two at minus 110. Uh, Martin Perez goes for Texas. Forty-two and a third is innings, forty-two and a third innings, four point two five ERA, one point six one WHIP, and just fourteen walks and thirty-one strikeouts and against lefties. Colorado has really struggled. So they're uh, with a triple slash line. they uh, batting average two thirty-nine, which is twenty-first of thirty teams in the majors. On-base percentage two ninety-nine, which is twenty-third, and their slugging is two is three seventy-eight, which is twenty-six. So bottom ten. Um in all categories against lefties. Okay. So what's the confusion? The confusion here is starting for Colorado in his major league debut is Carl Kaufman. Carl with a K Kaufman. Now, Carl hasn't really done much. Uh in eight starts in the minors this year, 37 innings, 7.78 ERA, 1.78 whip. 26 to 12 uh, strikeout to walk ratio. So he's not missing a lot of bats. Not striking out a ton of guys. been giving up a lot of runs. A high whip. And he did the same last year. Not quite that bad uh, in the combination of A and A, But I'm sure you've heard the term the line kind of stinks. And this kind of stinks. I mean, Texas is a huge favorite. Minus 210. Um But, you know, their their batting orders, they've been doing great offensively. Colorado on the road doesn't do well. Colorado against lefties doesn't do well. Uh, I guess maybe they're thinking because he's a a young kid and coming out of nowhere, maybe he can stymie taxes. I mean, the the money line is minus 210, so obviously not. I just thought the run line at uh, minus 110 was a little short. I thought it would be more like minus 130 or minus 140. When I see the numbers here on the, the money line, it opened at 20, minus 205. It's uh, moved from minus 210. 85% of the money, 93%. 85% of the bets, 93% of the money. When I look to the run line, 84% of the bets, 96% of the money. So all the bets, most of the bets and all the money are coming in. And I'm behind that steam. Uh, I'm on the run line of the Rangers at minus 110 tomorrow. 810 10 in the East is the next game where we have an AL Central battle, Kansas City Royals against the Chicago White Sox. You can get the home White Sox at minus 130. You can get the road Royals plus 110. Total here is 9.5. Choose to the under at minus 120. This money obviously coming in on the under. I am on this game uh, because Zach Grinke is pitching, and he's pitching on the road. Is, uh, 46 and two has 46 and two-thirds innings this year, 5.01 ERA, 1.24 whip, 7 walks. And 32 strikeouts. Michael Kopek is the righty on the hill for Chicago. 42 and a third innings, 5.74 ERA, 1.56 whip. 28 walks, which is brutal. 41 strikeouts. Um, so his numbers are actually worse than Grinky, But the key to me is Grinky on the road. He has a 7.71 ERA and a 1.45 whip in four, star- in four starts on the road. Uh, in addition to last year's numbers, weren't that bad last year, but they were pretty bad on the road. Um, and also, Kansas City is struggling against right handed pitching. And they've always, you know, they're, they're not having a good year, uh, but they struggled against righties this year. Their triple slash line is a 229 batting average, fifth worst in the majors against righties, 288 on base percentage, the worst in, ma- in the major leagues against righties. And a 375 slugging percentage, which is seventh worst against righties. So they are struggling against righties. Grinky's on the road, and I was looking towards the White Sox at minus 130, but I pivoted towards the run line at plus 145. Uh, I just think there's too much value there. Well, if Grinky's going to get hit, he's going to get hit hard. And when I see the numbers, 47% of the bets are on the run line for Chicago, but 80% of the money. So there's a huge uh, tilt towards uh, the respected money or the pro money's coming in on the run line for the White Sox. So I'm going to back them because they are smarter than I am. But if they're backing, and I I think purely this is uh, two angles here. Grinkey is brutal on the road and the Royals hitting are struggling against Righties now, Kopech hasn't Kopech hasn't done that well, but the guy does have the ability to um, uh, to put up some decent numbers. He's had a couple of good starts, so against Kansas City's lineup, he can hopefully do that again. Eight fifteen in the East. We are in St. Louis, where the Dodgers are in town. The Dodgers come in minus one thirty-five on the money line. The home Cardinals plus one fifteen. Total here is eight and a half. Choose the over at minus one fifteen. Some money obviously coming in on the over, and I think that's because Steven Matz is on the hill, and we get. Tony Gonsolin, the righty, 19 innings, 1.42 ERA, .95 whip, 6 walks, 16 strikeouts, probably not going to go more than 4 or 5 innings, uh, which is kind of Tony Gonsolin to a T. Stephen Matz flips out of that, 41 and two thirds innings, 5.62 ERA, 1.61 whip, yikes and yikes, 16 walks, 37 strikeouts. And at first blush, you would think, well, the Dodgers, Gonsolin's a good pitcher, Match is struggling. Uh, this should be an easy lean towards the Dodgers, minus 135 in the money line. You can get the home Mets, or the home Cards plus 115. Uh, but Cardinals been hitting really well lately, and the Dodgers are brutal. I'm just trying to pull this up here. Uh, the Dodgers are brutal against left-handed hitting. One of the worst teams. Um, there we go. One of the worst teams in baseball, oddly enough. The triple slash line, so they have a batting average of 199 against lefties, the worst in the majors by a good chunk. The next worst is the Milwaukee Brewers, and they're at 216, 17 points behind the Brewers. On base percentage, uh, a little bit better, but still not good. They are the where are we here? Two two two. Sorry, doing this the wrong way. The Dodgers, the ninth worst team in on-base percentage, just 302. And slugging, they do have a bit of pop, obviously, uh, and their slugging is a little bit better against lefties. Then, oh, they've actually jumped up to 18th. So about league average against lefties at 422 with a slugging percentage. So terrible batting batting average, brutal on-base percentage, but decent slugging, and I think they picked that up in the last couple games. I think they got the Wade Miley. Milwaukee for a few runs recently, um, so I like the Dodgers to win. I don't like them at one thirty 130, minus one thirty-five in the road. On the road, uh, the run line is plus one twenty. Not really sure I want to go there either. I, I I looked at the first five. I was looking for a first five number. First five number didn't really like that. Uh, I think Gonsolin can shut down St. Louis, but the bats been doing really well lately for St. Louis. They've really woken up. So I'm uh, gonna stay away here. The one lean in the betting numbers, I'm not on it yet, but is run line for the Dodgers, 53% of the money, 81% of the bets. So just over half the money, but uh, 80%, just over 80% of the, uh, sorry, just over half the total bets, but about 80% of the money are coming in on the Dodgers red uh, run line, which is a huge indicator to jump on that run line at plus 120. Not there yet, but we'll see. Third last game of the night is 938 in the East. We have the Minnesota Twins traveling to L.A. to play the L.A. Angels. You get the road. Twins at minus 120 Uh, on the money line. The home Angels at plus 105. Total here is eight and a half. Juiced at minus 110 on both sides. Joe Ryan goes for Minnesota. He's having a great year. 50 innings, 2.16 ERA, 0.84 whip, just seven walks, 57 strikeouts. Reed Detmers is on the bump for the Angels. 35 innings, 4.89 ERA, 1.51 whip, 14 walks, and 41 strikeouts. He's giving up too many hits. His stuff, um, by all accounts, is he's doing well. Uh, His velocity is right on target with what it was last year. His location is right on target. He's just been giving up a little too many hits, and a lot of people think he is bound for some positive regression, as do I. Problem is, and, and against Minnesota, uh, that would be an ideal situation because Minnesota, like the Dodgers, I think even worse than the Dodgers now, are, are brutal against lefties. When we go to their triple slash line against lefties, Minnesota's the third worst batting average at 221 against lefties. They have the third worst on base percentage at 290 against lefties. And when it comes to slugging, they have the fourth worst slugging at uh, 375 against lefties, debt versus a lefty. So probably not a lot of runs against him. Um, However, the flip side is Joe Ryan's been doing fantastic for Minnesota. And he has ability to certainly limit the the halos here on a Friday night. So I'm actually on the under. I shopped around a little. Line didn't move too much. I'm on the under 8.5. Got it at minus 108. It's at minus 110 110 in drafting. Because I got a minus 108 in FanDuel. And as I said, on every show I do, or, or certainly when I talk about this shop around. even getting that .02 uh, extra reduction in the VIG is going to add up over time. So I pivoted the FanDuel, got the under 8.5 and, and minus 108. And I think Detmers can shut down the Twins. Twins lineup has not been doing well. Never mind against lefties, just in general, they're not doing well against lefties. They've been brutal. I think Detmers is lined line for some positive regression. Uh, Joe Ryan's been doing a great job, so he can hold the, uh, the Angels to three or four runs. All of a sudden, I think we're looking at this total going under the eight and a half. Second last game of the night, Boston is on the West Coast face to Padres, 940 and East. You get the home Padres at minus 140. The Road Sox at plus 120. Total here is eight and a half, Juice to the over, minus 115. So obviously, money coming into in the over. And probably because James Paxton is on the hill for Boston and he made a good one start. It's like his first start in a year and a half. He's barely pitched in the last two and a half years. Five innings, 3.6 ERA, uh, flat 1.00 with one walk and nine strikeouts. Can't read a whole lot into that. A veteran uh, looked good, but he's going against San Diego, which could be a challenge. Uh, Blake Snell, the lefty, is on the bump for San Diego. 41 innings, 4.61 ERA 1.54 whip, 25 walks and 43 strikeouts. More are in a strikeout in an inning, but 25 walks in 41 innings isn't really gonna cut it there, Mr. Snell. So um sorry, I was just looking at a couple stats there. Uh, the angle here is um there's no real angle. If anything, if anything, I would look towards the over. Uh San Diego if they can wake up. I mean San Diego's not a hit- hitters park for sure. Um and money's obviously coming in on the over. Oh, let me pull up betting splits. Money's coming in on the over. That's why it's used to minus 115. And when I see, yeah, no, nothing really substantial to move the market either way. So if anything, I would lean towards the over. I'm not really on it. Uh, Boston's been hitting well. They're not at home anymore. But, you know, Snell does his usual thing. and walks three or four guys, puts some runners on base. Boston can certainly move them around and get some runs. So if anything, I would lean towards the over 8.5, but not going to touch us. Last game of the night. The Miami Marlins are in San Francisco to face the Giants. The home Giants minus 120 in the money line. And the Road Ams, Marlins, are plus 100. Total here is 7.5. Juice the under, minus 115. So the fact that number is probably moving down uh, as even more money comes in. And that is because Sandy Alcantara is on the hill for Miami. 51 and a third innings. 4.91 ERA, which surprised 1.2 whip. 1.21 whip, which surprised 40, uh, just 14 walks and 49 strikeouts. So kind of doing his thing, probably a few too many walks and giving up too many hits. Anthony D. is on the hill, the righty for San Francisco. 50 innings, 3.08 ERA, 0.96 whip, just five walks and 35 strikeouts. He's playing the role of Sandy so far this year. Um, when I look at these numbers, um, I see a run line right now of – San Francisco, plus 170. You're getting 45% of the bets on that, 73% of the money. So a huge uh, skewed towards the big money coming in there. But I can't touch this. Alcantara has not been doing well. Obviously, 4.91 ERA, 1.21. He won the NL Cy Young last year. Not with those numbers. I think he, he will get things back in order. And against uh, San Francisco, that could be a good recipe to do it, a good team to do it against, especially in San Francisco, which is a, pitcher par- a pitcher's park, low total here, seven and a half. Juice to the under, money's even coming in on that. Um, but he hasn't been doing that well. And DiScopani has pitched well. Don't have a ton of faith. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's above a league average pitcher for sure. Uh, but the Giants' offense behind him give me all I can be odd and cold. I mean, Miami's offense is terrible. The Giants' offense isn't a whole lot better. So I'm not really sure I want to back either one of them. Don't really want to go under seven and a half here either. So stay away from me. You know, the Giants, you can get plus 170 in the run line. That's a pretty price for sure. Because if they win, could they win by a couple? Could they get to Alcantara? Probably, uh, but not really sure. So total stay away for me. So I'm on uh, five games in the majors. Arizona the uh, run line, plus 110. Washington money line, even plus 100. Texas run line at minus 110. I'm on the White Sox at minus 140 in the run line against KC versus against Zach Greinke, and the Minnesota and the LA Angels. I'm on the under uh, under eight and a half. I got that at a minus 108 on FanDuel. So that wraps up the games on the diamond. Head to the ice where right now we have. Oh, sorry, in that game I think. Uh, Makes Florida pull out that win to beat Carolina to take a one game to nothing lead in the Eastern Conference Series. The Western Conference Series starts 8 48 East. Dallas Stars are in Vegas to play the Knights. You can get the home Knights at minus 125. You get the uh, visiting Stars at plus 105. Total here's five and a half goals uh, at minus 110. I lean towards the Stars. I think the Stars is a better team. Uh, Sure, the Kraken gave them a run last round. Um, but I think they're the better team getting plus money plus 105 I would lean towards the start lean towards stars not necessarily taking them uh, but if I, um, if I had to take a side, I would go uh, with the stars here. So, one game in the NBA tomorrow. Uh, again, I'm not really on the side Boston laying nine. I'm leaning towards Miami one game on the ice I'm leaning towards Dallas 15 games on the diamond. you've got five plays may add a couple more. Hope you got some insight, hope you got some angles, hope you got some plays, and hope feel for, for me and for everybody. It's a good day in sports betting on Friday.